Hello and welcome to Friends of the Show podcast. I am your host, Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I get together with a friend and we chat. I ask them to share a story, some funny tweets, and then answer questions asked by listeners just like you, submitted via Twitter. So be sure to follow FOTS Pod online and submit a question and hear it read on a future show. This week's guest is the lovely Bex at Bexdora on Twitter. Um, we have a great chat. She talks about uh, reggae dance champion, and we just have a jolly good time. So please enjoy Friends of the Show episode four with Bex Dora. Chaos is found in greatest abundance wherever order is sought. It always defeats order because it is better organized. All right, welcome to Friends of the Show. Our episode today features Bex, Bex Dora, at Bex Dora on Twitter. Some call her Rebecca, some call her Lady Margaret, others call her Her Excellency Henrietta Sophia Uxbridge von Sideborg. Some call her Layla. She's known to a few as she with the wind in her eyes. Some use the moniker Florence Riverdale, but I will simply call her Bex today. Bex, Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that was quite the intro, right? <laughs> it was. That, that you go by many names. You're known by I many names. I have many names. names. Yeah. True. Um, so that quote um, was very nice. Do you want to tell us about it, like who it was and why you chose it? Yeah, um, that's a Terry Pratchett quote from um, a book called Interesting Times, in which um, May You Live in Interesting Times is actually a curse chose it because Terry Pratchett is one of my favorite ever authors um he's just so funny um because I well I'm an executive assistant so my job is to try and organize things right and um so I come up against this quite a lot (laughs) although I'm paid to organize everything it normally ends up just being total chaos so right so it has meaning to you in your work life yes definitely this is crazy Oh, cool. So thank you. Thank you for that, providing that quote. Um, So as the listeners might be able to have determined by now, uh, Bex is a lovely and charming English woman from London in the United Kingdom, uh, formerly of the European Union, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, technically, we're still in at the moment. Okay, we're just under the wire. So soon to be formerly of the European Union. Um, I know that's sad. I'm sorry to bring up politics, but (laughs) yeah, uh, I've known. Known uh, her for a while. We met through uh, a lovely uh, DM on Twitter, um, and she's just a great person to know, and fun-loving, and loves life. And it's great to have her on the show. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and welcome. Thank you. Okay, Bex. So um, let's get right into it. You have a story for us, and it's got a great title. Um, <laughs> so the story is called. Uh, Reggae dance champion in a glass of Raymond. Yes. It's kind of, <laughs> it's quite a broad story. And it's because I was trying to think of what um, what I could say and the kind of prompts that you gave, like about maybe a challenge that I'd, I'd faced. And um, I think for the probably the majority of my adult life was a challenge for me, although I didn't realize it at the time. And um, 
these two um, things, the reggae dance and the glass of Raymond, actually represent two men who are no longer in my life and um, in their own ways made me one, well, made me realise I wasn't necessarily living the way I wanted to. Right. Not living so, your best um, life. Yeah. Um, and they're not something I normally talk about, especially through Twitter. So a lot of my Twitter will be, you know, I put stories on there about dodgy dates I've had and <laughs> all this sorts of stuff. Um, but there are other bits in there that I, I don't put in. So the reggae dance champion bit. So my father, who um, died when I was 21, he um, was the dance champion of a town called Reading in 1976, the reggae dance champion. And <laughs> he, he used to say this all the time. Like it was, it was a famous dad quote to the point that when my mother sat me and my brother down and said, was there anything we wanted her to put in the eulogy for the priest to read at his funeral? Me and my brother looked at each other, looked back at my mum and both said in unison, reggae dance champion of Reading 1976. <laughs> my mom went really yes (laughs) that's what so we got in there (laughs) wow that's awesome so did he ever show you his moves just uh oh yeah all the time me and my brother are expert dad dancers as a result that's awesome so you inherited the uh, reggae dance gene we did (laughs) um but my my dad was always someone who taught us that um you could do whatever you wanted to do in life and as long as you were happy it was fine it didn't matter what anyone else thought about it as long as you were happy with it, that's lovely. then that's all that matters. Perfect dad advice. Sounds like yeah. a lovely gentleman. Yeah, he was. Um, but it, it's something that kind of fell by the wayside for me a bit in my 20s while I tried to look after everyone else. And um, I was married in my 20s. Right. So towards the end of my 20s. So when I started on Twitter, I, had, um, I was separated, um, which was before I turned 30. So, um, which is quite a lot to happen in your 20s. Yeah. Um, but that's, and that's the second story. So um, I married a guy who, he was very sweet. Um, he was quite introverted and actually wasn't truthful with me because of that. He was very, very good at three things. So he was very, very good at his job, which is great. And it was in um, kind of a health profession, like a physiotherapist he was really. So, you know, that's great. Really knew what he was doing with that. He was very, very good at knowing stuff about football. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's an English gentleman, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think that. And uh... he was very good at remembering plot lines of Simpsons episodes. Okay, yeah, that's more. That's kind um, of like an American gentleman thing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But those like are the three us. things. So he couldn't remember anything about me and like what I liked oh, and stuff no. like that. Right. One of um, those. <laughs> and I was going to say the glass of Raymond is something that me and my mum kind of have, have taken from that relationship, which is, uh, I don't Do you guys know the um, TV chef? There's a guy called Raymond Blanc. Uh, no, but maybe the listeners for sure would. Give him a quick Hopefully, Google. Yeah, this won't make much sense otherwise. Anyway, there's a, very, a famous TV chef called Raymond Blanc, who it was, he's French, I think, originally, but he does a lot of TV in the UK. And I'm sat on the sofa with my ex watching an episode of a, a sitcom and Raymond Blanc comes on and it's got a laughter track so kind of everyone everyone cheers and he looks at me and he goes well who's that and I'm like it's Raymond Blanc and he goes well yeah but who's who's he and I'm like well he's he's a famous like a tv chef and I'm like, oh okay <laughs> and then later in the show he comes back on again and my ex looks at it and he goes oh oh is he the wine guy and I went 
no, no, he's he's a chef. He's a famous chef. And my ex said, oh, oh, no, no, that's Sauvignon Blanc, isn't it? Oh, no. I hope he was joking. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He genuinely wasn't wasn't joking. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so you have moments like that and you're just like, I, I, this is not the conversation I expected to be having with my husband. But mum and I now still, she'll go, oh, I've got a bottle of Raymond in the fridge if you... Got it. <laughs> Referring to Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so it, it, I mean, for many other reasons as well in that um, relationship, I realized that that wasn't the person I should be with and it wasn't the life I wanted to lead. And I tried very, very hard, I think, to be a good wife, um, kind of even before we got married. And I, I think that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Um, but right. it became apparent that he wanted me to be this kind of quiet, submissive person as like his mother was. Um, uh-huh. I'm not that person at all. And I think because he had this completely opposite view of how I should be from how I actually was, it kind of gave me a bit of a kick. And then kind of in the end, I mean, I took him to marriage counselling because I didn't want to be the woman who just, you know, ran out and he didn't understand why. Yeah, so we, gave we it a shot. Got yeah. But in the end, I left and I'd only been married, well, I think about a year and a month before it was officially done. Right. Yeah. Um, and which was a big thing because you kind of you have to swallow your pride and go, well, yeah, I did this massive thing a year ago, but actually, you know, it, it was a big mistake. And rather than kind of sit here and try and live with it and not be happy um, just because I feel like I'm going to be judged for it or, you know, people and go, well, why, why the hell did you marry in the first place? Yeah. I'm just going to change it and I'm going to make my life better and I'm going to do what my dad told me to do and just, you know, do the best thing that makes me happy. Yes, um, I think that is the right uh, play here. Yeah, it was. And I've, I've kind of there's lots of other things behind that which are why I'm very into kind of body positivity and stuff at the moment as well because I felt very I didn't have much, a very high self esteem um, in my mid twenties either, which was why when someone was interested in me, I was like, oh okay, I better marry him then. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I've come across quite a few people through talking to things about this who who have been in similar situations, and I, I know a few people through work actually now who are in they're in long term relationships that they're not happy in, but don't feel they can leave because well, isn't it? One of them has actually said, well, yeah, but everyone's going to say, well, why did you stay so long? I'm like, well, yeah, they will. But that's not a reason to not leave. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's I'm like, I'm kind uh, of. Yeah. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. But when is that day? It can be today or it can be whenever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm very much in favor of trying to get people to realize what they want and that it's OK to want to do something that makes you happy, you know, rather than just going along with what you feel you should do. Yes, that's great. And I hope that any people listening who are maybe in uh, this a similar situation, then uh, maybe they take your advice on this one. Well, I hope so. I mean, and it's hard. And I've said everything's, most things in life worth doing aren't easy anyway. So yeah, yeah I just yeah. say if you're not, and that the other thing I always say is if, if you're not happy with how your life is, then you're the only one that's going to change it. No Boom. one else is going to kind of turn up and, you know, suddenly everything's going to be better. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hear that, everybody. Get motivated. <laughs> you can change your life. It starts today. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for those lovely stories. Reggae dance champion. Your father sounds like a lovely uh, gentleman. Rest in peace. And the husband, I'm glad you moved on, on to bigger and better things, living your best life. You're out there in the city of London, right? 
Yes. <laughs> well, and the rest of the world. You're having a great time. I never you're, really went abroad. Yeah. You're a, yeah, you're a I, world traveler. Been... We will get yeah. to that. There is a question about that later coming up. Oh. That's a tease <laughs> for you listeners out there. I always tease something and then mention that it's a tease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You do some funny tweets on Twitter. You also do other writing. You do poems and more long-form stuff, which is great. Yeah. That is actually something that I said I joined Twitter after I left my ex. Actually, Twitter's been a big um, help in getting my creativity back because I didn't write for about 10 years and then started doing Twitter and that's led into some longer form things. And I did a course last year as well to try and, you know, get better. Yeah, that's So, great. yeah, there are a few little stories and, and things. Yeah, writing is great, and I hope that you do continue it because I do enjoy reading it. Um, so the first tweet submitted is one of my favorite of your tweets also, and it <laughs> is like this. Judith, fetch my evil plan glasses. Two hours later has organized a small festival. Damn it, Judith, these are my party planning glasses. <laughs> i love that one. okay that that's the better voice than i've ever imagined it in that's <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah i got you got to act them out because sometimes reading these action t- tweets is a little bit difficult i'm still uh figuring yeah. that out that reading tweets isn't the best um segment on a podcast but we're we're working with it so um do you want to tell us about that how you how that came to be that was a very strange one i just had in my drafts for ages um a draft that just said judith fetch my evil plan glasses yeah, so that, and I didn't you had know to why. <laughs> so, I, um, and in the end, I shared it with um, my friend Paul, who's um, at Death Buddy, okay, um, on Twitter, and um, we kind of looked at it and worked out what it could be, and then it, yeah, it ended up being that, and that's why if you click on the tweet, there's like a whole chain after that, which I think starts with a reply from Paul of pictures of dogs wearing strange glasses <laughs> that's just <laughs> but that was it's my favorite because i just love that it's completely nonsensical it's great um, um yeah and and that it was sat there for so long with me going i just for some reason really wanted to use that line yeah and, you uh, didn't give up on it sometimes yeah. things go into the draft folder and they never emerge so it's yeah. great to see when something that was super weird got even weirder and was great <laughs> I wrote, I did, I wrote a um, 700 word story based on that first line for my uh, for writing class. course as yeah. well. Which was, so yeah, is that, is that available on any website or anything? Um, no, not at the moment. I've got it in a Word document somewhere. So I yeah. think I might have sent it to someone, but um, yeah, it, it's around somewhere. All right, <laughs> it's well, really if, bizarre. Yeah. If you ever put it up, <laughs> uh, send me the link and we'll put it in the show notes. Everyone check it Excellent. out. <laughs> okay um okay so the next one also a little bit of an action one um so imagine it's you here burning my mouth on pizza why does everything i love hurt me because it's the pizza that you love and it burned you so i think it's great it's uh I do love- <laughs> pizza i mean is the best it, you know i um i will go on the record and say pizza is very good that's her because it was probably the first thing I wrote that actually got um, big or uh, even got liked right. by like more than five people. First um, tweet that got some heat. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it, it was because I think that was in November or December 2015. 
which is when I had, was in my first kind of group DM, um, which was through Upside Down Trash. Through ah, yes, friend of the show, Will. Yeah. Um, and him and some of the other bigger accounts in that room were kind of um, egging us smaller accounts on and, you know, teaching us how we, how you got your tweets seen by people yes, and about nice. replying to calls because I'd never considered doing that before. And, and that one just happened to go quite large. And that, that was, I mean, I didn't know what a format was then, um, but I genuinely did burn my mouth on pizza quite a lot and uh, <laughs> that, that was just like a, so an observation this, yeah. it really. came from real life it was based in truth and that's why it yes. struck a chord with everyone because it's happened to us all right that's what <laughs> everyone should think of when they burn their mouth <laughs> on pizza all right so and then the third one that you've sent um is also good but sort of from short case is your uh your writing a little bit more so this one go like that vexed the creator sits on the floor of the universe, Earth's blueprint spread across it, and contemplates the three leftover screws in his palm. <laughs> it's a classic, like, you're finished putting your Ikea furniture together, and what is this? Forgot a thing. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's funny to think of it on such a scale. <laughs> I just kind of like the idea of him sat, some sort of creator sat cross-legged on the floor of, well, you know, the universe, looking at the plans and looking at these three screws and not really paying attention to the fact that, you know, everything's gone a bit nuts up here because yeah, we're missing the three screws. That's the reason you know? for all the, uh, everything that's wrong in the universe, those screws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one is, is just lovely. So I like that one too. Um, okay. So now on to the tweets that you have chosen. I know it is hard to select from all of the hilarious so. tweets that are out there i know i'm sorry for making people choose only three <laughs> but uh you pick some good ones and so here are your tweets chosen by uh you for from other people so the first up is f hilarious phil man so you have met him in real life right yeah so, i knew phil before twitter yeah yeah so you guys go back a ways right so that's pretty well not cool. not, bef not before twitter happened but i knew him yeah, before i was on before twitter before you so, yeah. were a big twitter hotshot um <laughs> so yeah phil is really funny uh, everyone go check him out phil man with two n's on twitter uh and the tweet you sent goes like this it's one of those back and forth tweets so it's uh him and a priest uh speaking so the priest says in the beginning there was the word and phil says capiscum priest no <laughs> phil Tumescent gerund caliphate. Stop trying to guess the word maelstrom. <laughs> that is great. So Phil just saying super weird words <laughs> to this priest. And the thing is, if you know Phil, you can completely imagine him saying the super weird words. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's what, and he filled us some stand-up comedy as well. And actually, a few of us went to see him do his his show in January. So. Me and Tom, who's Trojan Source, um, and a couple of other people went to see him. Um, but that that's it. Because one, as I said, I knew, I knew Phil before I knew about Twitter. And he's kind of the reason I got on, into Twitter. And oh, well, thank you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and second, because it's just a brilliant tweet. And it just, every time I read it, because I, I guess I imagine Phil saying the word. Yeah, it's, it's um, a lot better it when just you makes can me laugh. Uh, imagine it in the voice of the person. And that's kind of part of this show, right? So you get to hear the voices of your favorite tweeters. You can hear their tweets in their voice. It does make it uh, a little bit funnier. <laughs> well, Phil, great tweet. 
Love Phil on Twitter. Everyone follow him. Phil Man. Um, so thank you for that. The second tweet that you sent is from our friend Wild De Beast uh, at Flash Ember on Twitter. Uh, and his tweet is <laughs> it's funny. So I'll try to I'll try to read it. It's, there's a lot going on. Um, so this is after robots take over. Drones crash in the kitchen. Who betrayed me? The fridge starts laughing. But you were my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So, a lot going on. Robots are taking over in this dystopian future. Well, (laughs) Wildebeest at his table, mouth full of ham. Who betrayed me? Fridge starts laughing. (laughs) But you were my favorite. (laughs) And it should be noted that he spells it F-A-B-R-I-T. Favorite. So you can really get the sense of the ham in the mouth. I think I might have missed that in the first read, but I just—it's a. Great I think that's line. why I love it. It's the way he's written it, so that you, in your head, you're imagining a wildebeest with a mouthful of yeah. food trying to talk to a fridge. Yeah, it, it's there's a lot going on, and it's great. Wildebeest definitely uh, <laughs> one of the funny guys on Twitter. Definitely check him out. And he was also my team captain for Battle Royale, which is nice as well. Oh yeah, yeah. did you want to talk about that for a minute? It's like. A huge competition within Twitter that happens every year? Um, yeah, well, I, I never considered entering it before because in my head it was this massive kind of competition. I didn't have a chance in, I guess. And then this year, which kind of leads on to the next tweet quite well, um, Rachel Mandick was one of the judges. And that kind of, I was like, do you know what? I, I quite want to, I'm going to give it a go just because she's involved. Um, and uh, I got to the final. So I was like, oh, okay. Amazing. Congratulations <laughs> it, for that quite it's quite hard work um but they do it so well and they um ray and sam who do it every year so that's um serviserate and ak fat man right um and they put so much work into it and sam's actually in melbourne in australia so he's up at really weird times trying to get all the rounds done because most of the people are obviously in um well most of them are in the states i think and it but it's one of those things that it's nice to do because it sparks your creativity a bit and sometimes when you're on a bit of a, a time scale, you, you just and you come up with things you wouldn't normally think about. So that was yeah, that was really good. I mean, it, it was kind of up against it because this was in December and I finished my last entry for the final round, sat in the corner of a bar because it was our work Christmas do, which I'd organized. <laughs> oh, so wow. I was still collecting money from people sat in, in the oh, corner, man. surrounded by coats, um, <laughs> trying to write trying the to last entry. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Um, but it's really well, good. I'd say anything like that, if you, you know, if you'd like writing and doing stuff on on Twitter, anything like that, just enter. I mean, it doesn't really matter when you you get anywhere, but it's just quite good to sometimes have the the prompts and it gives you, you know, makes your brain work a bit and stuff you wouldn't normally think about. Yeah, and um, anybody can enter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody mm-hmm. can enter. All the listeners, every single person. You're qualified to enter. Just follow yeah. Sir Eviscerate and AKA underscore Fat Man, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and they will tweet about it when it comes up for this year. So keep your eyes posted, peeled, potatoed, uh, and <laughs> follow those guys if you're interested in that, which it seems pretty cool. So basically they give you prompts and you, everyone writes and submits tweets uh, in a battle royale style. And it's like elimination. Yeah. And then you made it to the finals, right? That's, that's yeah. awesome. Woo! 
Okay, so yes, this does tie in nicely to the very next uh, tweet that you have sent in. It is from our friend Rochelle Mandic, uh, mentioned before, at Rochelle, that's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E underscore M-A-N-D-I-K on Twitter. And her tweets are very funny, also sometimes surreal and abstract, and I love it. And the tweet that you selected was a diss. I brought a glue gun to a knife fight. Those knives aren't going anywhere. <laughs> so that's just a great example of her style of humor. <laughs> sort yeah. of like off the wall, but great. So it's kind of that. She's one of the first people I followed um, when I started in weird Twitter. Um, it was her and her husband, Pete, and um, Cat's Dogma and Bat Karen. Great. Shout out to all of those people. Give them a follow. And, yeah. <laughs> Um, but so it's kind of it's because I love her how she writes things and um, her sense of humor and um, again she's a copywriter by trade I think so she's very good at the words very good and it's also kind of because I can only pick three it's representative of all these amazingly strong and open-minded I guess um, female tweeters that I've met kind of through doing this so you've got um, Rachel and you've got uh, Karen and cats and then other um you've got sky i'm space girl mm-hmm. um and sarah shockey and mal castle and kind of all these wonderful women that i've um i've met or you know read their stuff through uh through twitter and they're they're brilliant i find them quite inspiring a lot of them they kind of really know who they are and they're not um you know not not bothered i guess by some of the reactions they get they're just going to tweet what they want to tweet and say what they want to say um and what amuses them and it, it doesn't you know they're not um worried about how they come across i guess all right now we get into the questions <laughs> here come the questions i should have like a sound effect for that what do you think like a, uh, a siren or <laughs> yeah some sort of I don't know, quizzical noise, maybe. Oh, a quizzical noise. I don't noise. know what that would sound like. I but, think you're thinking yeah. of, like, the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> something like that. We don't really have Jeopardy up here, but, yeah, something like that. You haven't. Um, you have, you have a, a ton of weird quiz shows, though, right? Your TV has a ton of super weird quiz shows and, like, panel shows. Like, everything's a panel show. We have a lot of panel. We have a lot of comedy panel shows. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why we don't have a lot of comedy panel shows here in North America, Canada. Uh because they're pretty funny, right? You just get a bunch of comedians out there. They're all yeah. just riffing on stuff. Yeah, they're pretty good, most of them. But then, I don't know, we don't have, like, Saturday Night Live. We don't really have anything of that kind of format over here. So Not much sketch comedy? No, we have we have sketch comedy shows, but they're not, well, live. They're not like that. They're, they're you know, pre-recorded in the Single set. cam, yeah. Yeah. Pre-taped sketches. So, and then we have chat shows, so it's yeah. um... a bit more- or separate who's your favorite chat show host i quite like graham norton i knew here. it i knew you were gonna say it he's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's quite good but he used to live near i used to work in a place called canary wharf in london which is where it's a lot of the towers there's a lot of bank space there so we basically have the city right. which is a financial district and then canary wharf which is like the spin-off financial district financial um, district Junior. and he lived he lives somewhere on the Isle of Dogs, which is the bit that sticks out into the Thames at the Canary Wharf song. Because people used to bump into him every now and then walking around Waitrose in like his tracksuit bottoms. Um. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Great Graham Norton anecdote. 
check them out yeah. on what channel? <laughs> Sky TV? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is for you. It's the BBC uh, One for me. <laughs> BBC One, for sure. That's the easiest one, right? When you turn on your TV, yeah. it automatically turns to that. <laughs> uh, I, would, I don't actually have a TV, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> la-dee-da. <laughs> so much better than all the rest of us. I have, I have iPlayer. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> you're still consuming media, as long as you're still yes, consuming yes. media. Okay, so now we play the song, the quizzical question song, and we get into the questions. So the first question, submitted by our friend, the beloved Malt Skull, at Malt underscore Skull, he asks... What does being posh entail? Because you're obviously very <laughs> posh. I love malt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting, actually, because when I was in university, we deci- decided that there were two things that sometimes seem the same. And one is posh and one is rich. And all my friends at uni kept saying how posh I was. And I kept saying, well, no, I'm not. I mean, I grew up in Oxfordshire, but I grew up in a terraced house. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. I'm not, you know, I'm not really that posh. And then as a guy I went to uni with called Ed, who lived down in Surrey and had a massive house and told us a story once about how his mum lost her wedding ring. And so they just turned on the floodlights. We were like, what? And he's got this massive floodlit garden and all this stuff. Um, but he didn't sound posh. So my uni friends decided that Ed was rich and I was posh. So despite uh-huh. the fact that I had the no money. Yeah. And I tried to dispute this until... One new year, in fact, the first new year that I was in uni, two of my friends came down to Oxfordshire to spend New Year with me. And the first thing my mother did when they came in was offer them Perrier water. Ah, uh-huh, classy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, well, that's it. There's no, there's no point denying it anymore. Sparkling. Um, sparkling. I, yeah, sparkling. Oh. Um, and my mother now has a champagne, has a fridge full of um, champagne and hummus and stuff. and and one one year it it was going to be a lot of snow around christmas and she was panic buying smoked salmon um so So there is an element of posh let's say yes i think i I think i think my my mother and i are just terribly middle class we're not really (laughs) but you're striving you're striving right like you're trying to make your experience just a little bit more posh whenever you can Anything yeah, sparkling, you know, like, even if it's water. Things like, yeah. So it's, I mean, there's a lot of where I grew up, there's a lot of posh, which is all old money. So it's just families who've been, you know, yes. posh forever. So what are some and things? And so they all talk a certain way things, and they go yeah. to Henna's and watch the regatta and shop in um, Jack Wills. Do they go to the Derby? Um, <laughs> that's the horse race, right? Where you uh, oh, you mean Ascot, Ascot, yeah, darling? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they wear hats. They do that and wear big hats. Um, yes, and they and the the sort of people who the thing is because they have old money, it means they have a lot of very old things. But because they never, ha- they're always very good things. They never have to buy new things, and therefore they still have a lot of money. Whereas when you don't have much money. You have to buy things that aren't very good, so they don't last. So then you have to buy new things again, and then you don't have any money. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, that that that's exactly it. But I, I, I don't know. I think probably the poshest, most you know, first world problems incident my mum and I ever had was we sometimes we spend Christmas on our own, just the two of us now, because my brother has a a wife and now a baby, mm-hmm. and is um, sometimes you know spends Christmas with her family, and so mum and I we have a ball we just sew in our pajamas and 
get drunk and watch Doctor Who. Nice. But um, we had one Boxing Day where my mum was in a panic because we were making Cosmopolitans and we'd almost run out of Contro and no shops were open. Oh, no. <laughs> that is my definition of first world problem. Yes, definitely. Whatever shall we do? And you yeah. never know with the Contro. You never know, right? Because you use just a little bit of it, so... Yeah. We hope that uh, answers your question, Malt, and friend of the show, Malt, will be appearing on a future episode. Hurrah. Very excited to have him on. Okay, so now next question was submitted by Barbara Kennedy uh, at Barbara K. Piano on Twitter. So she, I think she really had to think long and hard about uh, these. what to ask you. Um, I guess this is a close friend of yours. So Barbara and I have known each other since uh, secondary school, so since we were about 13. Uh-huh. Um, so we grew up together and we lived together when I first moved to London seven years ago and so she's yeah one of my best and oldest friends old friend very old friend great so <laughs> she she just tweeted uh what to ask what to ask like she's has a question but she's teasing us with it she didn't ask a question um but then eventually she did ask um two super inside joke questions so um the first question from barbara kennedy what should you do when you are no longer able to fight this feeling <laughs> obviously that's some sort of <laughs> joke it's, it's um it's time to get the ship into the shore then there you go yeah the you are you have it barbara uh time to get the ship into the shore is the answer to that and i guess that's referencing the classic ario speedwagon song is that wait yeah. is that the right band i hope so uh, yeah okay yeah um classic everyone check out ario speedwagon <laughs> All right. So uh, she asked another super inside joke question. Um, was Ethelred the Unready directly responsible for the French Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> Two people <laughs> laughing hysterically right now. <laughs> one of them is you, and so one of them is listening. Shout out to Barbara. Uh, no, he just he didn't see it coming. <laughs> just take a moment, compose yourself. Do you need me to repeat okay, the question? Okay, I, I haven't seen those two. They're completely <laughs> surprised. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it seems like it's a yes or no question. Was Ethelred the Unready directly responsible for the French Revolution? I mean, it's a pretty straightforward question. Well, no, I mean, there's a lot going on. It's hard to tell. <clears throat> so, so no real answer on that one. Just a lot of fun laughs. Oh, dear. I prepared for the axe murderer one. <laughs> I haven't seen those two. No, I had to hit you with the the questions that she direct messaged. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. Sneaky. Super sneaky. That's what friends are for, right? <laughs> it's getting laughed out of their other friends on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, other questions coming from uh, our friend Space Cat at Catstronomical. Um, she asks... Of all the places you've traveled, which would you most recommend to others? And what is your funniest travel story? It's a two-part follow-up question. Uh, it's a great question. Catstronomical, thank you for submitting the questions. Always very, very good questions. Well, so I've not traveled as much as I'd like to. I'm trying to, you know, kind of make that better as I go on. So I've got a few places to travel this year. So, and I think, obviously, I've been I've been to a very, very tiny bit of Canada, as you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to um, Canada. <laughs> um, and um, I've done bits of the US and like I love New York and I love Chicago um, 
but I think the probably the best place, the place I recommend to everyone else is Italy. Ah. Um, and I've only I've been I've been there for a week and I was in mostly in Rome and did um Naples and Pompeii, but it's just brilliant. It's Rome is like a giant museum. Yeah. Because it's got so much history and it's so interesting. There's all these there's the main tourist attractions and then there's other bits and pieces that, you know, if you know they're there you can go and see. Um and it's well worth it that there's um, an Etruscan museum um a little further out and the etruscans were around before the romans and are very interesting to me because they um they were ostracized basically by their um peers so by the greeks and the the romans for um two things for their love of banqueting and the <laughs> freedom they allowed their women uh, so, sound like my type of people the etruscans they sound um, like they were woke <laughs> ancient yeah, woke people um, but so you've got all that and then you've got the Italian kind of uh, pace of life, um, which is so laid back and you can just spend hours kind of sitting in squares, eating amazing fresh pasta and, and? you know, the coffee's good, the wine's good, the pasta and the pizza is pizza. incredible. Um, it's just lovely. So so it's Italy. Um, was there yeah. one specific thing that really knocked your socks off? Um, that Etruscan museum I know you mentioned, but is there another secret off the beaten tra- path uh, <laughs> exhibit that you saw, um, or, or like a place that you not, went? Not off the beaten track, really. But as I said, we did spend a day going around Pompeii, right? Um, which is amazing. Um, so and that's... I wore sandals, which was a stupid idea because obviously it's going to be dusty. Travel tip: um, Don't wear sandals <laughs> to Pompeii. Cavern of volcanic ash, not a good place for sandals. But it, and it's it's amazing the amount that you can see, and you can still see the paintings on the walls and um, the the roads. You can still see the grooves that cartwheels had, you know, right. rubbed into the roads. And they've got they have pavements. And I know that sounds like a stupid <laughs> thing to be excited about. Um, but you know, roads here we didn't have pavements until we had cars. Everyone just walked in the road and you can see they have these raised walkways either side of the road and they have every now and then there are three stepping stones to get across the road which are spaced out so that the wheels of the carts will go in between them brilliant Um, ancient civilizations really figuring it out exactly but it's if you're there yeah it's that's so worth a visit i mean it's exhausting (laughs) right and it's a lot of walking and a lot of walking Uh, but but really eye-opening I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, it, and it, 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 yeah, it really doesn't disappoint because you know you, you hear quite a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you're, you're yeah, actually really... seeing like the people like frozen in time, right? That's the, the that's the thing. Yeah. The volcano went off. Vesuvius was it? Yeah, Vesuvius. And uh, uh, which is obviously still there, but not active. So. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's. That's that answers part one. That's the place where you would, which most recommend to others. Now, what's your funniest travel story? Oh, I was trying to think about this. Um, I've had kind of little amusing anecdotes, but nothing particularly hilarious yeah, that's all, so hey, far. That's so what there's... we're looking for, just something cute and quick. Amusing anecdote. <laughs> amusing anecdote would be perfect. Okay, well, I'll do two short ones because they're not that funny. But um, I... I visited Chicago and I stayed with Mel Castle and her um, boyfriend and she has a crazy dog called Watson who's lovely but nuts and I came <laughs> home 
one day and Mel, bless her, was so apologetic, but he had eaten the insole of one of my shoes. Oh, no. Not the shoe. Just the, the, in, just insole. the insole. Okay. He pulled the insole out and eaten yeah, it. Yeah, that's the good part anyway. And uh, the other one is just I, I met up with um, our friend Annie in uh, Seattle. Shout out to Narabini. Yeah. And um, we were meeting some of the friends who lived in there. But Annie and I had never met in person before. But she'd come down from Vancouver. And I was really, really delayed on a flight from San Francisco. I ended up sitting in the airport for 10 hours because oh. the flight was cancelled. And they got me in another one. And then so by the time I got to the hotel in Seattle, it was kind of it was like gone midnight. And I got to the room and banged on the door. And Annie, before she opened the door or said anything, shouted through the door at me. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> First thing I ever First heard her say. Thing. Out, <laughs> but not like hello. <laughs> Normally it's hello, but mm. not wearing any pants nope. is a not great pants. first introduction to Annie, who obviously yeah. also we're gonna get on the show. Excellent. We'll get her side of the. We'll get her side of the story <laughs> <laughs> where she yelled, "I'm not wearing any pants." <laughs> okay, well that's those are lovely little uh, anecdotes. Um, thank you, Catstronomical, for those tweets. Um, so for the final thing, you say that you, any song can be about pizza? <laughs> yeah, if you want it enough, any song's about pizza. So you have to believe, like you have to really believe, oh, yeah. believe that believe. it's about pizza and then what, the lyrics will start making sense in different ways? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or you can just change the lyrics slightly. So, you know, you've got Elton John's um, anchovy seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> okay see about pizza it's about pizza for sure that yeah is about pizza um mm-hmm. definitely and uh if anyone actually knows any real songs about pizza send them to bex at bex door on twitter <laughs> she'd love to get them <laughs> i'll make a playlist it'll be great awesome so uh, i th- <laughs> so i think that basically brings us to nears about the end of the uh show um couple of uh, items here um you have recommended a couple of things for people to check that uh, you think people should check out um so you've recommended the book animal the autobiography of a female body by sarah pasco um so why do you like this book so um sarah pasco is a comedian a british comedian and she's actually from about half a mile down the road from where i live at the moment um and she wrote this book she said when she started to gig as a comedian, she was always introduced as a female comedian. Yes. And she was like, no other jobs do that. You don't get introduced as, oh, this is a, you're a, she's a female teacher or a female engineer or, you know, yeah. a female banker. Double standard. Um, sure. Yeah. So she started to really think about it and what that meant. Um, and she did a lot of research into, um, I guess, genetically what it means to be female and um, mating habits you know, centuries ago and what society has um, decreed that we should be. Um, and it's just a very interesting book about how how we are and how religion and society have um, constricted us, I guess, as women. Yes. Um, it's a very good book for a woman to read. I'd say it's good for men as well because there's a lot of um, biological stuff in there as well and, and research into, you know, historically why we pair bond why we we need a mate mm-hmm. um and it, it, it's stuff like because actually animals don't need a man to be around after they've given birth because you know if you look at even um monkeys their young can cling on straight away 
Yeah. Whereas ours, our babies are helpless, and that's because we have to give birth them before before they're fully formed because our heads got too big, um, because our brains got too big, and therefore we couldn't give birth to them at the right time anymore. And because of that, the baby's helpless. We can't do everything, so therefore we need to pair bond. And it's you know, yeah. So it goes from that to you know societal attitudes and everything. So it's a very good book, and she's really funny as well. Yeah, so it means it's, that's a key it's quite amusing for those um those books that really teach you, but they're also really interesting to read because they're funny. Um, so mm. everyone, you can follow Sarah Pasco on Twitter at Sarah Pasco and an uh, animal, the autobiography of a female body, is on bookshelves <laughs> now. Um, a couple other things you recommended uh, for audio, you recommend John Finnemore's Souvenir Program Series Six. Um, so it's like a radio show or it's a radio sketch show. Ah, okay. Um, so John Finnemore used to write, you can follow him on Twitter as well, actually. Um, he used to write for Mitchell and Webb. Okay. Who I don't know British, if you have over there, but British like duo, um, right? Yeah. So it's a similar kind of slightly surreal comedy, um, to that, but he's just so funny. Um, and there's obviously the six series of that and that's the latest one. Um, but I kind of think the the comedy you see around on um, you know the people we're kind of involved with on Twitter, I just think if you like that, you you'll really like his uh, his sketch comedy. And there, there's some things. I mean, me and my brother sometimes communicate in quotes from comedians that we both know. Yeah. And I introduced my brother to this, and there's it's a brilliant one where you know on I don't know if you guys have it, but here we have. Um, you'll have a certain type of program on a channel that's sponsored by some kind of product. So like um, the one here, we have um, a lot of crime shows on um, in the afternoon on ITV3 and they're all sponsored by um, a river cruise company. So before and at the beginning and end of every ad break, you have this cruise company and they're trying to fit it in, you know, to make it work with, the type of program it's sponsoring right so the one that john finnemore does is a um ice cream company um and i can't remember the name of it now so this isn't going to be very good <laughs> but um it, it's something like the the adverts they have and it, it they're sponsoring crime shows or murder mysteries that's it and it's right. something like oh mcnally's ice cream stabbingly delicious <laughs> and it's but the, the point that me and my brother know every now and then just say stabbingly delicious right. at things for no reason. <laughs> stabbingly delicious <laughs> is fun to say. <laughs> yeah, so everyone but go check out John Finnemore's Souvenir Program Series 6. I will have a link in the show notes to all of these items. Excellent. He's also done um, uh, like a comedy serial called Cabin Pressure, which has Benedict Cumberbatch in it as well. Oh, that's a big name. Any Benedict Cumberbatch fans, check it out. Cabin Pressure. John Finnemore, (laughs) at John Finnemore on Twitter. Um, And great recommend for a film, pretty recent, but very good film, Guardians of the Galaxy. Just a fun superhero romp, right? Yeah. I don't understand how people don't like this film. Yeah, it's just just a classic you know. popcorn flick, just a feel good Marvel yeah. movie, right? Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy two in theaters now. It is. I haven't seen it yet. Unless this, you're listening to this much after. Uh, <laughs> no, it came out on Thursday. I think twenty eighth. It came out. Yeah, of this year. But what if someone's listening to this ten years from now? Then it's not oh, a, that's it's, true. Right, it's not in theaters anymore. But no. uh, check it out on 
whatever format you get things on Goodness, in the future. <laughs> right? I'm talking to you, future guy. The back of their eyes now. Yeah, just uh, check for it on RetinaViz. <laughs> um, so huge thank you, Bex. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you're one of the Pleasure. first friends of the show. There is no podcast as we speak, but it will be coming out very soon in our time. Not you, future guy. It's already out. Um, but thank you so much. At Bex Dora on Twitter. Um, everyone give her a follow. She's got great funny jokes. She's got fun poems and some serious writing and great links to Goodreads, too. Um, you have a great timeline. Love talking to you in the DMs all the time. Uh, so just thank you very much. Um, any shout-outs you want to give just while we wrap it up? Oh, gosh. Well, any more? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, this um, is a name-droppy podcast where we drop names. <laughs> we drop at Sorry. handles all the time. Don't apologize. That's what it's for. We want everybody to follow all these people and check out all the things. So the more stuff we can throw at the wall, something will stick. Okay. Well, I think, I think I've done most of my uh, my favorite people already. So, um just yeah just shout Two out to your and mom I'm, maybe I'm, uh, your mom i mean we already mentioned her but just oh, shout my mom yeah shout out my mom yeah hi mom there you go and my mom too yeah mom and dad yeah i'm steven's mom great <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. bex awesome <laughs> thank you so if there's nothing else then we will wrap it up by playing this theme and we say goodbye and thank you for listening to friends of the show thank you bex and you can say bye to all the listeners bye listeners <laughs> bye thanks for stopping by well that's it I hope you enjoyed that episode uh, with Bex Dora from Twitter uh, and I want to thank you for listening. Thanks to everyone who is interacting and supporting the show. Thank you so much. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note at feedback at stephenwskinner.com or contact me through my website, stephenwskinner.com. Um, I have lots of great guests lined up, so check back every Monday for a new episode. Next week's episode is a great one. I have a ton of fun with my pal Will at Upside Down Trash on Twitter, so be sure not to miss it. Please subscribe to the show if you like. Visit, visit stephenwskinner.com. It's got all the links and the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at SkinnerSteven and send me a tweet if you listened all the way to the end of the show that this is. Thank you again so much for listening and have a good one. <laughs>